Welcome back to Side Peace Show. I don't know why I can't just be like a normal person and be like, hey guys, welcome back to Side Peace Show. I have to sing or rap or try to be cool. Maybe because I'm so not cool, I have to try extra to be cool. But speaking of cool, over Thanksgiving, we were so lucky to not only have our children home from school, for not one, not three, not five, but seven glorious days. And for those of you that can catch my sarcasm in it, I love you even more. Yes, our kids' school thought that for a one-day holiday, it was appropriate to have our kids off for seven glorious days. So needless to say, I have been doing a lot of drinking. Some day drinking, I will admit. We didn't have much going on this week. I hope you guys had the best Thanksgiving, the best holiday. Um, you ate too much. You drank too much. You watched a lot of games. I hope you didn't watch my teams because they sucked and they all lost. I'm in a deep depression still because of it. But the one thing that can always bring me out of my hole besides alcohol is Bravo. Because of the holiday, not much cracking. But I will say we have some shocktastic side stealer action this week. The housewife and the Shaw shocker is out. The Jen Shaw, all the drama, that is going to be my grab lots of vino and sit my ass on the couch watch tonight. I'm so pumped and I honestly still cannot believe all of this was caught on a Bravo TV show. That is complete insanity to me that all this went down it was caught on camera on a Real Housewives show on Bravo. Then another side stealer we have, the new host of the Real Housewives of Potomac reunion, Nicki Minaj, bringing all of the shade. Okay, so she came at Chris, Candace's husband, and now Chris is coming back at Nicki Minaj on social media, and they're going at it. I'm honestly shocked that they had someone not partial, who definitely has their opinions, who doesn't just sit there and ask the questions, that they had someone like that come on to fill in for Andy as host. But at the same time, I'm not really too shocked because we know Bravo is so amazing, the best at one thing, and that is causing drama, drama, drama. And... That is why we love it so. You guys, this is maybe one of my favorite episodes ever with one of my favorite guests ever. A repeat, my first ever repeat guest. I'm breaking, popping, all that, the cherry for repeat guests. This is my first ever. I'm so excited. You guys, let me tell you first though. Thank you. For all your love, all your support, I hope again that you had the best Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening, even through the holiday madness. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing. All of your awesome comments on social for rating, reviewing, telling all your friends to rate, review, subscribe, and listen. You guys, it means so much. I love Side Piece. I love doing this all together with you. Thank you for all the love, the support. So we can all celebrate the delicious and entertaining parts of Side Piece Show together. You can find me at Side Piece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W. Thank you again. 
I love you. I hope you had the best holiday. I'm so excited for my guest today. And I will see you though with another new guest next Wednesday. But right now, he is my favorite man ever from Salt Lake City. You guys, not only is he like the greatest house husband, but I am so lucky to call him a friend. From the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, married to his much, much hotter half, Meredith. Yes, back for round two, my first repeat guest ever. It is the one, the only, Seth Marks. All right, you guys, I am freaking the you-know-what out. He is my first return guest. This man is popping my return guest cherry by being on. No way. Yeah, you guys, I'm so pumped. Of course, for my near and dear special guest, I wrote a special, special poem. This man is the ultimate house husband of Salt Lake City, whether cracking a joke or talking about his wife's hot titty. Mr. (laughs) Motivational, fun, supportive. I love him in every way. And so happy his wife has decided to engage and wants him back every single day. Okay, no need to wait any longer. From Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, the one, the only, Seth Mark. Yay! How'd you like the poem? That was fantastic. That was. It was a roller coaster ride. You hit all the, You hit everything. It was like you, you, you like laid it out there. I went, went, you took me through hell, all the way through higher self, back to like the you know. I, what I love to do is just laugh all day as much as possible. So, and not everybody gets my humor. So no, it's hard. And that's what I appreciate. You get it. I get you times a thousand. I can't tell you how many times on previous episodes when I do my intro, I have to do my, my side stealers. You are my side stealer because you're like, yo, tequila, I need to unlock the bowl. And you know, like <laughs> all this stuff, I laugh hysterically at you on I'm like this guy is like my he is he is me as a man like this is I this is what I need every day yes yes I didn't realize like I always thought people understood me and got me and and they don't so like when I find folks like you like I might they, like there's a kinship to that immediately you know how it is like I've hit totally. it out with you the first time but there's a lot that don't get me. Like they think I'm like a perverted guy and like, Ooh, you, you know, from friends or people watching the show. No, anyone who knows me gets me. Yeah. But people watching the show for the first time, like I'm a see something, say something guy. Always. I, I say, honestly, I believe if somebody like Whitney or somebody comes in with her, you know, floppers banging with a huge, like the cleavage exploding, like who's not noticing that? I am. So, because I'm the one that says, Hey, did you know, you go under the knife again, you know, or whatever, like <laughs> did, did, you know, Whoa, like, wow. Bringing serious a game on the cleavage. Like if I say that everyone thinks I'm perverted, 
but you, there's no way everybody's not thinking it. Of course, of course. But you know what? That's I, got me in trouble. Right. It gets but me in trouble. Who? But who's it get you in trouble with? The viewers, with Meredith? Yours, very like it's inappropriate. I can't help myself. It's inappropriate. I do it in a social set. Usually there's a lot of alcohol being served. It's not <laughs> like I'm doing that at work or anything, right? I mean, it's like a party setting and I'm trying to have fun. But when viewers are seeing that for the first time, they don't get it. And then you get some, you know, you get some people saying like, um, what's Meredith doing with that creep? You know, that no, kind of stuff. You, you see a lot of that in social media. Now, do you get it now? I try to stay on offense. If I consume too much social media, I feel like I'm on defense. This is the crazy part. When you and I first met, however long ago, I can't believe you were my first return guest. That This is so amazing for me. <laughs> When we met, it was like craziness for you. I mean, you were talking about how you and Meredith were like discussing divorce. Where are we now? Like, however far we've come, where are we now? You were like at that point where I saw the light, right? And I was in hell. Yeah, we were separated. I was living in Ohio by myself. Meredith was in you know, Park City, the show was just kind of, I think, just I don't know, it was, it was in like, an odd, like it was, yeah. Four yeah, or five just, episodes in. Yeah, it was real. It was real AF. It was real. It was like, and you and I, I don't know, I was like, I needed someone to talk to. It's a credit to you. You got to feel comfortable with the person that you're talking to. Like, if you weren't doing this, you should legit be a therapist. Legit. Oh, stop. No, you should. You gotta, you're, you have a relatability and you're empathetic and you're totally dialed in and attuned. And I, I'm in the, we're so in the moment together on this podcast <laughs> with Melissa Fight. But I could see the light. And I honestly, sound funny, but true. I didn't know if it was the light to the next level of growth or a freight train still going to fucking run me over, oh right? That's how fucked up my head was when I talked to you the first time. And now I know that was the light to the next level for me and Meredith and me personally. And it's been, you know, that was probably 18 months ago. What, what, like, what do you think was the thing that made it not a freight train knocking your ass over and hitting you, but it was the light to like the better, greater side? Present. You're a gaping open wound when you're in these chapters of hell in your life, you know, and you, you, you keep getting caught in what, you know, created the hell and, and not looking, getting out of hell requires not looking back, not even leaning back, not like you had, it's the hardest shit ever. Because it's it, you got to look forward. You got to live in that exact 30-second period, like 30 seconds at a time to get out of hell. And you can't go back in those 30 seconds. And then it goes to one minute. And then it goes to two. And sometimes you go back, you're right back at living at one second. At, you know, until you can, the longer time period you live in the present, that's how you get out of hell. And that was, you know, the at the end of the day, this is the one thing that I think about this swing thought affirmationally every fucking day is when we live in the past, we fucking die in the present. And Holy. that was what was killing my relationship. But I was a, I was not a great husband early on and like went to I was the, screwing I mean, with your head and you're like, yes. cause I was a shitty, what I feel like I was a shitty husband in the past. Now I'm bringing this to right now and I'm going to be a shitty husband because I, it's all in my head and screwing me up. 
Yeah, it's all in the head. 100% all in the head. So like you're looking back as we watched it because like, again, we talked just a few episodes in. So you're seeing this whole season. You're seeing Meredith like, I need a break. You're going to Ohio. Everyone was emotional. You're living this. But like what then was like, okay, we're going to make this work. Was there something else? Did the show help it? Did watching it back, was that hard? Yeah, I know it. First of all, like if if you love somebody and they love you and you feel like you have to have that comfort, you want to make this work. Are you still madly? You have to be madly in love to make it work. If somebody's half-assing the love or three quarters or even 99%, it will not work. So that you got to go through a lot of couples therapy and figure that shit out. And are you lying to yourself? Like the first to, to just start that process for me, it was, we had to figure out, are we still madly in love? And it was like unequivocal, unequivocal. We were both madly in love. We just hadn't evolved. So we did a lot of couples therapy. And then when the show started, you know, you're trying to put what you're learning in couples therapy to, to work. Right. But now all of a sudden you got cameras saying, hey, motherfuckers. We're going to watch you to make sure you're using your tools from couples therapy. Right. And then you get to watch it like a golfer on his slow motion. These people that big golfers that pay money and have their golf swing analyzed. We're getting our entire behavior analyzed right in front of us. And then you got this whole Bravo nation putting, you know, tweeting and putting That's Instagram. Crazy and people. Yeah. Yeah. Holy. Yes. So it's <laughs> like, oh shit. If, if, if you don't improve from having all those critics, and seeing your own behavior, if you don't improve, you need to check into couples therapy and not leave like, like it's a rehab. Like, so if we didn't improve, so thank God we're both evolvers, right? We're both complete evolvers. We're obsessed with progression. We're obsessed with moving forward just in our personal life. And then I was like, okay, we can fix this. We're madly in love. This show, I told Andy Cohen this, I saw him for the first time um, in the flesh, Marathon Watch What Happens Live. And he was like, Seth, I was like, Andy is like in the flesh. <laughs> was it like a geek out moment? Cause I would be geeking out. Yeah. I told him, Andy, you saved my marriage, man. You saved oh. my marriage. And he, he, he did. He's like, really, that makes me happy. That makes me happy, man. And, and he was, it was like a genuine moment with Andy Cohen making me want to cry. The guy was so genuine. And, you know, he's like, he looked at me. It was like a couple seconds, you know, kind of little smile. And he, he walked away and I was like, we're not out of the woods yet. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you know, it's crazy. Was it hard because you're like Mr. Motivational, Mr. Positivity. And then a lot of the season was, Ooh, Meredith has a guy. Meredith has another guy. And like there's stuff going on and all the girls are whispering. Was that hard? Cause you're stuck in your hell. You're trying to get there mentally for yourself. And then you're trying to get there for Meredith. And then you hear all this outside chatter of like the, the cheating and another guy and blah, blah, blah. Like, how was that? The two-way street. Like we had, a, we were separated. Like, I'm just happy that the storyline was Seth has another girl. Like, I mean, we, we the, nothing surprised us, yeah. but it was the women trying to create the, you know, that toxic gaslighting. And then, 
feeds the fan base, the followers, the people that, you know, thank God for them. But it's, it's, it's hard when, uh, People are gaslighting shit like that. You guys going through what you did though, whatever you guys did separately when you were separated, do you think that helped you? Cause you know, sometimes it's like, try the grass is greener. Try the, try the greener grass on their side. And then you're like, oh, I get to the other side and this shit ain't greener. Do you think that yeah. helped you guys to come back? My bar is really high. You know, you see Meredith, like I'm, I'm, I'm like such a, I'm obsessed with quality and aesthetics and all the greats. Like I, you know. So I, Halle Berry was unavailable. I didn't have, it wasn't like I was out just like, literally it was like, maybe it was like four women that I could think of that I would want to, I just focused on what, you know, like I couldn't get Halle Berry. So, so I didn't, I wasn't like I was out serially dating. So the, which I might in hindsight, like, "Ah, fuck, why didn't I do that? But I didn't. I had my Um, moment. I was just super focused on work, but I recommend the separation diet, honestly, for any relationship, like it almost should be a requirement. Like you guys know, as married people, when that flexion point is, it's different for every relationship. Some people could be the week after the fucking honeymoon. There was a moment where you're like, this person's where the butterflies go away. It's that's that moment when you don't feel that I can't wait to see my partner because I haven't seen him in. 24 hours and you're not excited that stop fucking with each other don't waste yeah. each other's time right like like how many years do relationships go where the, there are no butterflies and if you can't make the butterflies come back the relationship needs to end right that's i'm a huge believer in that 50 percent of people get divorced the other fucking 80 percent probably should of the 50 that didn't so how many couples are really functioning you have to separate i believe to understand if you if you really love that person and that's what you got to separate back yes realize think it. about it like yeah, yeah. like if you and your husband let's about let's talk about you let's interview melissa for a second how so, long have you been married how long have you been married seven eight years ish ish and you have two amazing boy and a girl jackpot jackpot how old four and two and a half so you had like two, two and a half, three years of without wow. children right? of you guys, right? So now you're on that, you're in that amazing period of time where you're the most, imp- your children are the most impressionable they will ever be right, right. now. Right. They're learning more from you and your husband. This is the time that, hey, this is the other thing. I, hey, we're going to stay together for our kids, right? That happens all the time. Right. I, I believe you do. By the way, right now you have no fucking choice. You need to stay together with your husband until those kids are 13. Because once they're, like, eight, yeah, at, they're done after eighth grade. They're <laughs> after eighth grade, legit. Like they'll learn all the academic shit, but their core values as a human being, your entire fucking ethics and morality is established up to eighth grade. Got it. And, and that's why people get fucked up in high school is because they didn't have good parents or whatever. The parents right. stopped parenting. So you can't divorce for now. So you got another, your flexion point is when they go to high school. That's when you yeah. guys should get separated. Hi, man. That's a long time. I need to get some more alcohol. And yeah. he has to deal with this shit for a long more time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, you should go to role, role playing is a good gap filler. Just be different people. In the bedroom or in general? Yeah, 
No, yeah. I mean, you guys are sick of each other. I think I, I think role play is a huge, like it's like Bitcoin was 20 years ago. Like no one, like there's like seven people talking about how powerful it should be for America because it's like you're a freak if you role play. But I think role play could save a lot of marriages. I'm totally down for that. For me, when I think about you, of all the people, right? You are like Mr. Motivational, Mr. Positivity. You know, my dad is a, was a motivational coach. So like, I get it, right? Everything with a positive mental attitude, be positive, passion. Like, it's the same. I grew up like that. So for me then to see you on something like the housewives, which is literally based on negativity and drama, <laughs> like how do you, I, I don't know. I just feel like you started it right out of the gate. Like you were like, you hit the ground sprinting with your marriage stuff. Then fast forward to this season. And we have all this stuff about Jen, not only coming after you guys, but then like your son. Like, how do you deal with that? Not only A, as a dad and a husband, but as like, be positive, be a good person, you know, do the right thing. I didn't know what I was signing up for on this, uh, on the housewife show. I did no idea. So and we didn't, you know, wasn't on much. And I, I don't ever recall seeing any of any housewife show in my life. As a matter of fact, if it was on, I recall vividly walking out of the room, you know, I, I wanted to go watch ESPN, which as you know, I think first reality show ever in the world was the first time a sporting event was ever put on TV. Right. Some there was somebody who left that night really happy and someone who cried. If the loser didn't cry, they're not a real competitor. But right. like that sports, I love sports, 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 sports. And this shit came into our, our life. It's like there's a whole world. It's like it's almost like ESPN to your point. Like it thrives on the drama, right? And it right. they're literally the they the casting of these the, the people that cast that, that put the cast together are the real heroes in this like they're the geniuses they're the spielbergs they're the like that's the secret sauce right this salt like lake crew they, it was doesn't matter new york orange county whatever new jersey look this is this this is the freaking 97 bulls the 72 and 10 team this Freaking! This is the eighty-five bearers. This is the seventy-two dolphins. This Salt Lake, Salt Lake cast will never be replicated in the history of Housewives. You take that to the fucking bank. You will never see someone be federally indicted out of the Southern District of New York for I mean, all kinds of allegations of fraud and be arrested on a reality. You will never see that again, right? I mean, you will never see these things that we're seeing. It's just magic, and it's coming out of Salt Lake City. It's magic for drama, and then I'm like, holy fuck, I'm on that show. Right. What are you thinking? Because we see, we just see the women, like, it's happening, right? We see Jen getting arrested, and, like, Mary even made a point, like, even if you don't know this person, you're like, holy shit, but then you know her. You're doing a show with her. Your wife is on a show with her. What are you thinking when you start reading on your Google alerts or Meredith is calling you that all this is going down with Jen Shaw on the show that you are on with her. Hard to process, really hard to process. And I don't, I don't know that I fully process it still. I love coach Shaw. Like that guy is 
a major league, like uh, his career, you know, lawyer, left law, went into his passion. But, you know, he's a remarkable football player, intelligent, brilliant guy. And, you know, division one, major, big time coach, left law to go into anybody who pivots like that is a, is a, like there are people walking the talk. So I love him so much. So it's hard for me to process all the other stuff. It shit's real. This shit's real when you get, you know, connected to people. It, it, it's easy to yell from the stands, but, you know, in some degree, I'm on the field with these folks and I, I respect their, their feelings. What do you even do? Like, that's your buddy. Do, like you said, you're good friends. Do you call him and be like, oh my God, are you okay? I mean, what do you even do in a situation? Like that? I don't want to intrude. It's not my place. So, you know, I, I, I support coach shot. I, I, what makes it hard on couples is when you force the couples, even though the relationship of yeah. the individual, right. You know, I just like, so I know. Oh, bye. By the way, let's back it up. We start all of this because Jen and Meredith are in a feud because of what she's saying about your son. Like, how is yeah, that for that's, you? That's why I'm, that's my, that's where this is coming from yeah. for me. Like everything I'm saying, I don't want to be around any, I can't be around somebody who is harassing my son. I don't, you know, like in, in a way that was, you know, just, I just, again, I can't process that. Like, so that was so negative. And it was coming from a place of so much like malcontent and it, like a, a vibe of hate. And I can't be around that at all. And then the fact that it was projected at my son and it's a, an adult friend of my wife, you know, is so disturbing and I, it's just hard. So, but it, that's no reflection of her partner. Right. Like, like to me, coach Shaw is, I put a I would put a poster of him up in my room. I would. Oh my god! So like it's you love him so much that when you get together with him, you're like, we're not getting into the stuff that your wife did to my son. We're not getting into the stuff that your wife and my wife did. We're just being us two friends together. Well, by the way, John Barlow and Justin Rose, right? Too, like. These guys are unbelievable guys. I've known John for 10 plus, like, un, like I would hang out with him. He's a first round hangout draft pick. Justin Rose got to know him on a show. I mean, th th we're so much in common, man. so much in common. He's a sports nut, right? His brother was the head coach of BYU for like 20 years. He coached yeah. Jimmer Fredette. We're having Jimmer Fredette stories. Like Jimmer Fredette is one of the greatest six foot yeah. white dudes that ever played the game right and his brother recruited him coached him crazy 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 and justin was a justin was the ball boy for the five slam ajama hakeem Olajuwon, clyde drexler team Dude. justin rose's brother played on that team justin rose was the ball boy sitting at the base of the basket for five slam ajama that's the thing can you imagine the off-camera no. conversations no and you yeah. know me i love sports so yes, like nuts. And it's just, these three guys are unbelievable guys. Unbelievable. Who are you closest with out of those guys? This is a relationship like mine. This is where I have to work on my shit is I don't like to put a lot of effort in between games. Like I, if I'm with, in a game being in a friendship, when you're with the person, right. When you're not with the person, there's no good. Hey, I'm thinking about you, John. Hey, Sharif, <laughs> what are you doing today? Yeah, Justin, I saw the show. What do you want to talk about it? You know, 
I don't, if I see you, I see you and let's fucking have fun and embrace it and live in that moment. But like, I don't invest in the in between. Like, I don't think you should as friends. Like, if your mind is going and working, like, world's hectic. Like, do you really need to, like, I, I, I don't believe, do you believe in that? Do you believe in that? I mean, but listen, I am one that's always like, look at how many times do I say hi to you? What's up? Yeah. You know, like, I'm just, but like, I'm weirdo like that. And, but and, it's on Instagram and the energy, yeah. like, it's just easy, right? Yeah, but you're yeah. Not, I mean, But no. are you investing your time when you have two kids, a husband, right. a job, you're building this amazing podcast? Like, how much time do you have to, like, You get busy, talk right? Yeah. And it's like, the so certain you, time goes to certain people. Yes. So I do not, that's a long way of saying I consider the energy, the friendship energy feels like best friend friendship energy when I'm with them, but there's in between, like there's no, there, you don't have to try one. It, there's never an awkward moment. It's never uncomfortable. The energy is right. You know, you know how that is when you're with some people and the energy is like, oh, right. You got to talking, you're totally. trying to open a window to breathe. But like, do you, because so much shit is going down with your friend's wife, are you, do you ever like, yo, are you cool? Are you, you're just like, I'm going to let them be and handle what they need to do. Yeah. I'm, I'm staying out of that locker room. Yeah. That I, I don't, there's no upside. I'm an upside downside. I, you know, there's no upside. Why would I get involved in any you know? We're, like, did you watch these episodes playing back when they're like on the bus, when Meredith is at the house already and she's in the bathtub and she seems like, I kind of knew this was going to happen. And then the girls on the bus are losing their mind. <laughs> do you watch this back like we do? And like, oh my God, what is happening? <laughs> I, well, I definitely watch it. You know, I watch it. It's cool. It's fun to see like how this all gets played back for sure. It's, 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 riv it's riveting shit. And you know, um, like if I wasn't on this show, I would watch it. That's how. That's what I mean by this cast. Right. You, you break. I mean, Heather Gay is one of the funniest humans you ever. Like she is her sense of humor, her wit, like her ability to lighten the moment is is a gift from like God. Right. I mean, you could put Heather in any room to diffuse it. Like I would send Heather. All those things that Jesse Jackson couldn't take care of, I would send. Then the U.S. will be sending Heather Gay to no negotiate way. the hostage I situation. That. Yes, that's Heather Gay, right? Like, and you break down these women. So, just as a viewer, and then you're in it because Meredith's in it, and the whole thing with Jen playing out, and like those women, are, you know. I mean, I say just watch the show. Like, the show is real. Like, I'm not sure if you watched the game film, the show that you know Meredith continually had red flag red flag red flag red flag like it, it so why wouldn't a red flag surprise you right when they're they're when they're coming in larger quantities so like when we talked last you said you know how close you this was again the show starting out how close you and john were meredith and lisa were so close is it crazy when you watch it back and you see these certain situations that lisa's in and they're like people say like she's kind of planting like trying to kind of start some stuff is it like, do you, are you like, what are you doing? Or that's Lisa or, you know, what, what are you thinking watching this stuff? Like I have all these thoughts when I'm watching this stuff. What are uh, you thinking? I know that Lisa and John are great people. I love them. Right. So like, I know I've known them long enough that I know they have hearts of gold and 
you know how people get portrayed. I know who that like they are. They're amazing, beautiful people, love to death. So when they if the however things get twisted or whatever, you know, because I know them so well, I know right. that, that like as a viewer, shit's riveting. Are, do you are you just like what is going on? Do you ever call them and be like, what did you just say or what did you just do? Or you just watch it like us? Like a, just no. watch it. Yeah, I just watch it. When I watch it, I forget like just watch it and then when i walk out of the stadium stop or the proverbial stop watching the game move on to the next game but like look at you i was getting like heated when you were like getting into it and going into like seth mode like i'm you got me the audience right so you get fired up you're passionate you're full of passion when you see these women coming at your wife are you just like, how do I not step in and like say something? Like, what do you do? Like, she's on the front line, but like, how do you deal with that? Oh, well, not that I'm offering this because I'm not offering this. As a matter of fact, it's not an offer. But I've, you know, been 27, 8, 20 going on. We've been together for 28 years. Holy shit. Yeah, I know. Anytime I've come at her, it hasn't ended well. When what one of these no, chicks are like coming at Mer like Meredith's freaking sunglasses are flying under the snow and she's like defending her herself, her family, her kids. Are you like, do you, what do you do? You're like, they're coming at my woman. They're attacking my woman. Doesn't bother me from the sense that I know that it's not going to end well for the attacker. So like, I know, I know that <laughs> Meredith is very, ethically responsible and morally sound and like she's if she's got a conviction and a belief it's like 99.9 percent .9 because she's right honestly she's very principled and like i think that these women myself included when i've come at meredith like oh fuck that's actually a moment for me to learn here right because like she's just so her purpose in life, God's gift to her, is that she is in a, a, such a uh, a fair-minded, mindful a person of balance and wants the right thing to happen that she won't waver if something if she believes somebody's going doing something unethical or wrong or manipulative or you know compromising the integrity. Right. That she's that's why part of what I was drawn to. She makes me a better. She has always made me a better person. Right. And so the thing with Meredith is she will fight for what she believes is right. And unfortunately, she's fucking right. Ninety nine percent of the time. See, you're screwed, dude. Yeah. You're screwed. Yes. Yeah. And she so, never seems like drunk. You know, some of these people, it's like you're you can tell like they're acting because they've had way too many tequila shots. It's like, I feel like she always has her shit together on the show. I'll let you in on a secret. Meredith speaks, you know, when Meredith is out of balance with, with drinking, which like it's and this rarely happens. She will speak with a British accent. <laughs> so watch the show. If you see her speaking British, you'll know, okay, she was overserved, but she's, she doesn't usually ever get overserved. I mean, it's like she's always like, I'm not letting anybody fuck balance, up the game. 
balance, 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 balance. It's hard to and find that pendulum that. gets, yeah, like, man, think about, man, that's what life is. If you get out of balance, your stress, your blood pressure, you just fight, like everything going, you're, if you're not in the middle, you're fucked. But you like you said, she's so you know we know she's logical, right? You can tell she doesn't just like, you know, diarrhea of the mouth, right? She knows what she's saying. She's calm. She's cool. She's collected. The ethics she does. She sticks up for what's right. How do you think that is though? Like as we're watching back and we hear these things about like Mary and the church and the wrongdoings, and she's like, "That's my friend," but is this stuff kosher? Like, how does she handle that stuff? How do you guys handle that? We Meredith's gotten to know Mary. I've gotten to know Mary. We love Mary. Like, so it's like we are it, it, when you are become and you build a connection to people and you they've only been nothing but amazing, not just good, but like amazing. Like the energy when we're with Mary, like with you, like this energy is a real energy. And it's like that with Mary whenever we're with her, and it's authentic, it's real, it's beautiful. So it's painful when things like that, you know, anyone who's throwing rocks at Mary, that shit, you know, it's, it's, um, I you know, it's the noise. It's, yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't like to see that because right. we know what, how beautiful she's a beautiful person. She walks to the beat of her own drum. She's completely everything you want your children to be. She's independent and doesn't give a fuck what anybody else thinks. And she's doing the right, you know, all through the lens of the right thing too. So how did you think about adding Jenny into the mix? Don't know her, like spent just a little time. So I don't know enough to have an opinion. But did you appreciate Dewey, her husband, not talking about sister wives? That's innovation, I guess. Like some things that didn't really take off, you can revisit. Like, so, I mean, <laughs> that's kind of, I respect the, I, I understand the, like the concept of it is, I that it's sellable like I don't think that if that were on Shark Tank like then you could build an app right for sister wives boom two Mark for the Cuban price of one would invest in that shit in two seconds yes. oh my god <laughs> wait four for the price of two eight for the price of three right and it's like, like oh my god there's a bus coming to my house you're like oh Meredith god. Meredith what should we try something new would she chop yes. your balls off if you suggested that to her no I mean, the, the reality, yeah, like, if you want to have fun, you know, with that, we were writing a screenplay about it. I mean, the reality would be, it should be a full-fledged team game. And so Sister White, Sister Hut, like, it should be, you know, uh, Jenny should be part of it. To like, if, if everybody, you know, kids should be out of the house. They need to be grown up and then go do your Sister White you madness. Do. Yeah. yeah. Listen, you've been I respect through, it. like so much <laughs> shit on this. Sh I can't believe all the stuff that you have gone through and Meredith has gone through individually together that this has only been a season and a half so far. Like I, I can't believe it um, of you guys doing this show. Like I feel like all the, most people don't go through what you guys have gone through in a lifetime. Oh, by the way, by the way, most underrated thing our kids experienced the first major loss of life in our inner circle and in our nuclear family, Meredith's father. Like it's, we, it was, you know, the horrible loss in the happened while it was filming And what you don't see is Meredith pointing a finger at that for the way, you know, she owned it, that she walked, we healed and went 
through, but she was really in a tough spot when they were filming that. And she was an open wound and all this other, I mean, it was a hard, and the, you know, there was not a lot of empathy being shared in that group for Meredith's situation. And that was, that's disturbing to see as a viewer for, you know, and then that. God, that's a good you, point though. Like, let me Yeah, it gets you. lost in the story. It, uh, I just was going to say that if you ask five people watching the show, that is definitely not the first thing that they will talk about, which it should be the first thing that they talk about, right? Is Meredith that lost her father during oh. filming. How many housewives has, have had that happen? In this, right? in the, in, I'm sure you could count it on one hand. How is she doing, by the way? It was hard because she didn't get to grieve. Because the now, camera was yeah. in her face. Was she ever yeah. like, you guys, I need a timeout? Like, I can't do this? Yeah, that's why she, when she went to Vail and didn't, wasn't on that van, because she was going to uh, be to a memorial for her father, and I was with her with our children. So, and then, you know, that was why that's what she was doing. That's why that was during filming. Who was like the one that you instantly? You're like they were there for us through all that shit show. I don't know. You have to watch the show. I don't know. <laughs> oh come on! One of the chicks. Who was the one that was like there the most? And was there like during this tough time for you guys? I didn't pay attention to that. that. I don't, that's a great Columbo question to get me to try to open. Like, I know I just, I'm, I didn't pay attention to it. It's a great question. Yeah. I was just trying to keep Meredith, you know, um, uplifted during that time and reflect, you know, on the good part of her father's life. He was a great man, you know, tremendous influence in our children's lives. He was, uh, JD MBA, you know, a lawyer and a took he was a very accomplished guy and he was um got into teaching later in his life and just very he was a good great influence. So to lose a man like that and not be able to grieve it and um he could have said no when I asked him for permission to marry Meredith. So I'm forever. Aww. <laughs> I mean Actually, sorry I, if, he, if he said no, I would this lock. <laughs> Oh, if he said no, we wouldn't be talking, but I'd probably bump into you in Vegas bad. as I'm scooping coins out of the fountain at Caesars. Me with some dirty hooker with these big old titties. <laughs> Wait a minute. So outside of Meredith, obviously that's the hardest thing you're ever gonna go through, right? All the crazy stuff. Your guys' is Meredith, Meredith or marriage, like your individual individual stuff, her stuff, the gen shop, outside of obviously her father's death, which is the hardest. What was the hardest thing? that you have experienced doing the show? I don't know if it's come out yet. So yeah. like there were some, the, there's so many episodes left in this season. It's like really? a massive, yeah, yeah. There, there were some moments in the back half that film that I don't know if it's gonna come out. So, but otherwise it's been very peaceful and easy for me, other than Meredith going through you know, her, her father's loss, my father-in-law. And, you know, it, so that was the hardest thing. How is Brooks doing with all this? That like, not the, not your, not his grandfather, but just like everything that came at him this season so far, which is a lot. Like, is he I, okay? Yeah. You know, he's an inspiration to me. He's, he's, he's one of those guys that like his mom, Brooks is very convicted. 
Brooks innately believes he knows, you know, he believes in what is right and he doesn't waver. And I, you know, I, so he inspires me, you know, and he's been anyone criticizing Brooks knows who he is. So I think he actually inspires Meredith too. He's just done a remarkable job growing through this in his life. Like he's, He's, he's yeah he's yeah he doesn't believe coming out is equality well and by the way the fact that he sat down with jen to talk to her and even whether he believed what she was saying or not like that takes a i mean that's incredible yeah his ability to have a constructive two-way mindful conversation that was like the empathy you know expressed and respect and that that was that's what I mean. How is that when your son can do it better than you can? How well, inspiring is that? About mom and dad. Yeah. More mom than dad. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> but are One you, million percent. Yeah, but listen, are you ever like, what in the hell am I doing? Like, look over my life. Look what we went through the first season. We have all this madness. You know, we have a death we're working through. Someone's getting arrested. Are you ever like, why am I doing this show? No, I mean, I, I, I don't say why am I doing it. I'd say I can't believe this is my life. You know, I think anybody, the minute you stop saying that, you need to stop doing it. Like if you're like, it, it, it's such, it's an honor and a privilege to be a part of this opportunity to share our energy with, with, the viewer you know the, the supporters and the fans and Meredith you know and I are embracing that I'm just riding like your show says is a side piece so I respect my role and it's just to be authentic and I'm being myself which sometimes looks like I'm trying too hard but that's how I am and um, we're using it in a positive constructive it's a platform we have our ups and downs why not let people see it right right we're learning every day we 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 fall down you could see it like as relationships go, we all fall down. So now we got cameras. Let's all learn. Hey, let me, we've invested in the couples therapy. Maybe you could see what, what it's worth. I mean, couples therapy and it saved our marriage and then having cameras in our face to put the couples therapy lessons to practice and then be able to watch it and say, we didn't do well there. We know better than that. Like that's what this has become for us. It's how do we save this marriage? Because we both still love each other. Right. Oh, I wish. It's heavy. It's heavy. I, but listen, but it's real, right? And so yeah. much, there's a reason why everyone's like, it's scripted, you know, all this stuff. Like, that's why I appreciate this. Like, you guys and your franchise, because, like, you can't make this shit up. No, it's crazy. The other part, I just want to close the loop because you will have people that hear the importance of couples therapy that are like, fuck, I hate my couples therapist. I went once. There's no barrier of entry, right? So there are a lot of bad ones. They're like lawyers. They're, they're like lawyers. At least you got to get a degree. There's a, I, we don't be afraid to fire multiple times. Don't, if right. you don't feel the connection to your couples therapist. We had the greatest one on the planet that, say, that helped us build our toolbox. And then Bravo's cameras helped enforce it. So all in all, but you're don't so be afraid happy. to fire it. Yeah. Do yeah. you do you go to couples therapy yet? Be proactive with it. Not yet. I mean, poor guy. He probably goes to his own therapy by himself. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's I did that too. I I'm did, sure we he, did that too. 
You know, you have to go to individual. Yeah, yeah, but why would he hide that though? But he would tell me he wouldn't. But do you guys? Do you think? Uh, Melissa, come on, you're an amazing talent, and you're always putting other people in the hot seat. Do you believe your relationship right now could benefit from couples therapy? I mean, listen, I think there's you're like an athlete. You can always improve. Yes. So yes, I would never Everybody say, should go. no, I'm great. I don't care. I can always improve me. I can improve my relationship. I can improve as a mom. I can improve as a podcast yes. host. I can improve as a nutritionist. And so, by the way, you know how many marriages only go to couples therapy until it's too fucking late? late. The right. statistics, uh, it's literally like we're both on fire. We've lost a leg and an arm. The proverbial, like you're walking in, like you just ran over an IED bomb. Like right. you're literally, like there's almost the odds of saving a relationship by the time it goes, a marriage by the time it goes to couples therapy are ridiculous. To your point, which is really awesome, Melissa, the co- commitment, and this is coming out live right now, processing this as a note to younger self, is I yes. would say note, note to younger self. To make a relationship work, you have to have a commitment to continuous improvement to evolve that relationship. If you don't have a commitment to your marriage, especially or personally, but especially a marriage, because we like set it and forget it. Right. We're trying to be, we, we commit to being better at work. I want to make more money. So right. I got to be better. And that's what rewards me. What the fuck rewards you to do that at home? Nothing. Right. Right. You, but, but you actually lose half your shit that you work so hard to make because you stop fucking working on continuous improvement at home. Right. That's a long note to younger self, but I'm going to condense it. And you just prompted it. Uh, I am freaking out right now that I just prompted a note. Major, to major. Self. Yes. You got to work continuously. Like couple, go to couples therapy now, even if you're happy as can be. But that's the athlete. Like we get it, right? Like you're not going to yeah. be the best if you don't keep trying for that extra shot, you know, like you have to make another one then you have to make an, like, you know, you never settle. So I think that's the difference between people who don't get it or the awareness that they don't get that they need to get it. Can you get that though? How do you teach that? How do you instill that? That's that going that extra inch, that extra mile. And that's where it all is. The people just miss it. Some you they can't not be look- taught. Some, you just like an athlete. You just like, sorry, you just don't have the skills. But I can, you though, like, that's the purpose here. I think for you, for I, for me, your father, like, how do you get people? Because I think they can get, people can get of there, course, right? Of course. You Listen, it's baby steps. Small wins make big victories, right? Yes, like, yes. Little changes make a big difference. Like as a nutritionist, that's what I tell every single person I work with. Take the small victories because in the end, they add up to a, a big, huge win. Yes. So that's a yes. little by That's little. the definition of continuous improvement. Like you said, look in the 30 seconds. Don't look in the like, you know, three years. Look right now. Uh, you look yeah. in the three years, you're fucked because it's too much. It's overwhelming. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I just think like. I mean, yeah, it's just the small wins. Every day is a small win. If you can get there. Listen, there's no one road, as you know. Everyone needs to get there how they need to get there. So it's just take the, be a good person, take the small wins and fucking be positive and don't be an asshole. 
That's 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 the most important factor. Which is Don't, why I love you. You're not an asshole. You're like, I just. That is my number one. I you know what? It's crazy. If I had to pinpoint my number one note to younger self. Don't be an asshole. Totally. Like, because then you're out of the universe. It seems karma so is now going to fucking eat your life. When right. you're an asshole, karma will eat you alive and it might do it after you die. Right. Like, totally. right. And it'll haunt you. I believe so strongly that all, at this universe punishes assholes. Totally. I do A believe in it. I love you so much. It is insane. I have been looking forward to this for so long. I think you are spectacular and I'm so happy that you came back again as my first ever repeat amazing, amazing guest. What you just said, I'm literally going to play it every single morning. Um, that was no, seriously. Like how could I not feel good about myself? You just made me feel so good. And that's like a big part of energy. So you just literally made me feel so good. At, Josh is one very, very lucky man. So thank and, you. Well, so is Meredith, and I, and a lucky when, woman. Yeah. Yes. And I, when I meet Josh, I will know. Oh, totally. They deserve. They, this <laughs> yes. is the right. This is the right thing. Yo, where can <laughs> everyone find you on social? Oh, it is. Um, so they can see the note to younger Seth, self that we came up with today. Follow my mind melissa which works a lot like yours you can follow it at seth stock s-e-t-h-s-t-o-c-k you're the best seth stock we're doing a three-peat tell your hot wife i can't wait to meet her hopefully soon um, yes i fucking love you this thank you gaming. so much right back at you right back at you your energy is amazing Thank you for sharing it. And I, I love this show. Thank you so much for listening to Side Piece. Make sure to follow on Instagram with the handle at Side Piece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W. At Side Piece Show. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.